Ahsoka, episode five. Started out with another banger. Tons of callbacks. Tons of Easter eggs. I got a little misty-eyed. Will's over there confused, making fun of me. But anyway, here's the stuff you care about. Alright guys, Brent and Will here to cover all things Marvel, DC, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, anime, and more. And if you're subscribed, you already know that. But Will, your thoughts, your feelings, Ahsoka, episode 5. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, going from the last episode into this episode, like, this was a banger. Just how everything transpired going from 4 to 5. Um, Dave Filoni is doing absolutely fantastic with this series. People who are not you know, super deep Star Wars fans like me, so that are thoroughly enjoying this. Like, I am having a blast. I don't have all the information from Rebels and stuff, but I got some of the information that I have gotten from Brent and some of the stuff that I have seen, and it's lining up really, really nice. Like, I'm excited to really see where this is going, and this episode just took the cake for me. Like, blew me out the water. Oh. You have any questions pertaining to the episode? <sighs> All right, so as far as questions go, I, I got kind of the synopsis on the space whales from before. We talked about those when we seen those in like Mandalorian or something. I remember um, one of the one of those shows we saw. We saw space whales. Um, I guess my question would be uh, one, which you can't answer yet. Are we going to see Chopper do some stuff? Because I don't think we're going to get to see it, and I'm a little upset about it. So that's that's got me. And two, Jason. What's up with him? Like, he's force sensitive. Obviously, his father was a Jedi or something. Okay, so is there any more lore on him uh, as far as past going forward? His father, anything I should know? Uh, the only lore you really need to know about Kanan is he was a Jedi during everything when the fall of the Order. Uh, he saw all the dark side of things. Eventually, became blind. And then he sacrificed himself to save everybody when they were being attacked by all the Inquisitors. And he perished, but apparently not before knocking up, you know, Hera. And then Jason showed up. So this just continuation of the lineage, which is really nice to see. But also this does strongly imply that Jason will die once we hit episode seven, because he would be at the temple with Luke. And then everything would just go kaputz. So that's something of foreshadowing but at the same time i would love to see chopper blow something up and i mean something really big because that's chopper's mo he's got the highest body count of any droid in star wars counting r2d2 and we haven't seen him blow anything up right now and the closest thing we've seen him do is babysit so i'm a little disappointed in that but that's like my only gripe you see the name feloni for president everything we've seen is immaculate everything that got me super emotional was seeing the clone wars live the stuff that we didn't get to see between episode two and episode three. That's where all the meat and potatoes of Ahsoka and Anakin's relationship flourished. So seeing that live for me got me really misty-eyed because the way Disney's been running things for so long, especially after the sequel trilogy, I thought there was no way that we were ever going to see anything remotely close to live-action Clone Wars. And 
you could just sell me on that right now. I would sign up for Disney Plus for the next 100 years if I get Clone Wars live action done by Filoni. I am already sold on that. Done's deal. And then we saw the, the huge thing with Ahsoka. You notice she went into the World Between Worlds gray. When she came out from the World Between Worlds, she was wearing white. This is a Lord of the Rings callback. Gandalf. He was Gandalf the Grey. He fell. He finished his training. He ascended. Gandalf the White. So Ahsoka, in a sense, has completed her training, even though Anakin never became a master, so he couldn't finish the training for her. So there's that gray area. But I get the symbolism behind it, the deep meaning behind it. And if anyone's going to go deep meaning, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll buy it. It's Filoni. He learned everything about Star Wars from George Lucas himself. It's not like he learned it from some guy who learned it from some guy. He learned it from the creator. And we all called the space whales leading up to Ezra. Jason being force sensitive can be a problem. But once again, the big thing that we're seeing with everything involving the rebels, they are so, so stupid. So unbelievably stupid. Bureaucracy killed the Republic. And that's why the Clone Wars took place in the beginning. And then they tried having bureaucracy again. And now the bad guys are coming back again. So every single time they're like, we're going to handle this bureaucratically, democratically, get everything done by the book, by the ledger. You know what the bad guys don't care about? The ledger, the rule, <laughs> the definition of society. It's like, we do things our own way. You can react later. Sorry. Like, you only are a bad person if you get caught doing the bad action. If you continually do it, get away with it, and then everyone who stood against you is gone, you've won. It's over. There is no resistance. And you think Mon Mothma, of all people, would appreciate that, but no. We got what we got. I have to say, Hayden did another phenomenal job. I was exceptionally harsh on him when I saw the prequels in the beginning, but now that we have everything put together the way that we do. I could not have been more wrong. Um, only other little caveat I would add that I wish we could have gotten, but I know we can't just because of time constraints. The Siege of Mandalore. Ahsoka fights Darth Maul at the Siege of Mandalore. No, man. And that's something we could have seen because I know Ray Park would show up for that paycheck if you called him. And his lightsaber skills are still just as sharp as they ever were. So I'm sure it would have been very easy to get that done. But at the same time, 1,000% understand why it didn't happen. It does not fit what's going on. It wouldn't have helped the story. It wouldn't have helped the character. It wouldn't have helped the arc. It would have just been in a whole out and left field thing. That would have just been like, it was. It would have been fan service. It would have been what most animes do where you get like that beach episode where you've all been waiting for that one girl to be in a bikini and all of a sudden. Here it is. This is the character. This is what you've been waiting for. Here you go. For Star Wars fans, it's lightsaber battles. It's what we're about. And honestly, IMDb gave the last episode 100. I don't know what you're going to give this one. Another 100? I mean, this... You have to. <laughs> you have to. Fans love it. Like, this is directed the last one and this one. So, Filoni, we trust. Kathleen Kennedy can go. I like Go kick rocks. It's we're done with you. We've seen what you can do. We saw two episodes of Filoni and we're just like, why have we not made this guy? Like he could be what Kevin Feige was to Marvel in the early days, not what Kevin Feige is doing now. But at the same time, Kevin Feige was relying upon the 
King himself, Stan Lee, at the time, the minute Stan Lee passed, you notice that some of the content took a drop. Now it's starting to be like, well, did Kevin Feige know what he was doing? Did he not? We don't know. And now with Star Wars, we know what we can have, but we also know what we've gotten. So I'm hoping for great things for Star Wars. It's been a long time since I've been this excited about Star Wars. And the terrible thing about it is after Ahsoka, I don't know what shows next or even when it will be next. Could be next year, could be the year after. With the strike going on, don't know. I mean, I'd rather go off on a on a solid note and then that gives them more time to prepare. Like and granted, you know, everything is going off the strike and you know, we support the, you know, the actors and stuff getting what they, you know, getting their, their due process with, you know, everything that needs to happen with that. But it also gives time for anybody who is, you know, a writer, producer, director, whatever, to kind of flush out what needs to happen next and kind of what to do. So it's like, granted, the situation is the best, but take this time to really flesh out the universe, however you want to run it. So that this goes with Marvel, this goes with Star Wars, like just period. Even DC, like everybody just flush out everything that needs to happen as far as your storyline goes and when everything's said and done and hopefully we can get back to a semblance of normalcy within Hollywood, then we can have some more really great products and you've had time to work everything. You're not under time constraints. You're not freaking, oh, oh we got to get this done in a six month period. Like, no, you have the time now. So get it done. And that's what I think they can do with Star Wars because even with Dave Fulon doing this, like these, this episode, these, the, the transitions with, with Anakin going to, to Darth Vader, the, the bringing the the clone wars and stuff to you know or all the rebel stuff to life and so like that like all this was really really well done and it sets up for so much more as far as the star wars universe where they can take it from here do the work please i want to see more because i mean all of us would agree we want quality it doesn't matter what universe you root for who you're the biggest fan of i will always root for something that has quality i became a fan of marvel because it had quality the reason I'm so harsh on it is because I know what I used to expect when I put my butt in a theater seat or when I sat down to watch television and now what I've been getting. There was a standard drop. It was like people who were born with the original trilogy of Star Wars. Then they saw the prequels and they're like, eh, this isn't for us. And then we all saw the sequels and thought the exact same thing unilaterally is that these movies were not well thought out. They weren't fleshed out. The character development sucked. You gave a token characters to make us believe that you truly cared about certain causes and certain things, but you're only selling tickets and trying to put butts in seats as opposed to actually caring about crafting the universe, honing your talent, and letting these actors and actresses shine in their respective roles. It was a cash grab. We all fell for it. But now that we have this and we have SAG-AFTRA, pay the people, pay the writers, pay the workers, pay the producers, pay everyone top to bottom what they're worth. They have done the work. They have given us all this amazing stuff. We wouldn't have a YouTube channel if there was no content to cover. So we need everyone to come together and hope for that you know, unilateral cause. But again, this episode was immaculate. I will go off on a tangent if you let me do this. So be sure to hit that lovely red subscribe button. I'll shut up and get off your screen for the meantime. But I'll see you guys tomorrow night for Fiona and Cake. Two more episodes here at Geek Variants. I've been at both.